Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror and media. And today, it's my birthday! Woo! Which means that, uh, pack your dice, grab your Mountain Dew, and suspend your disbelief as we discuss Dungeons and Dragons and the Gamers. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. So... Uh, I guess we're going to start off with Dungeons and Dragons here. <laughs> oh, you recommended boy. it. I, I, and, I, and I did not recommend it because I like this movie. <laughs> I, I'm making a point with this episode. <laughs> so, uh, Dungeons and Dragons came out in 2000. It was directed by Courtney Solomon, who's known for... Making terrible movies. Yes, that's... Yeah, yeah. Making movies that in do short. not do well. Uh, let's go ahead and... They the budget for this was forty five million. How? Where did it go? Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where did it go? And we'll get to that. Uh, um, and then its box office was thirty three point eight million. Boom. What? Yeah, yeah. It fucking lost twelve million dollars. I'm surprised on this. it even got that much in the first place. Exactly. Oh. No joke. We'll see. Well, here's the crazy thing about that is because the role of Joe Silver, who was the producer on Die Hard which was a pretty well-successful, well-received action movie, was one of the reasons why this movie even got funding in the first place. Right. It was really, like, adamant. They were very adamant about getting him on board so that they could get actual funding for it. I bet he's a fan of Dungeons & Dragons. That's why. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. But I don't... I don't. After after what I've seen, I doubt it. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with well, I'm gonna go with no. They got the rights to TSR, which is the... The old company name uh, under what Gygax had for D and D, and they hold they held the fucking like rights to it for seven years before they even made the movie. Oh wow! So, All right, I don't know. They they just we need to make a movie. Okay, well production hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, one of the things that I guess the DVD came with was a was it was a key it was a key for uh, a demo of Baldur's Gate two. That's correct. I believe what came with this movie, which surprises me because. All the, I mean, Baldur's Gate Two is great, and this movie is not. Baldur's Gate, you guys are gonna have a huge marketing campaign. So let's do this fucking partnership. I don't care if this movie's awful. Yeah, exactly. Just Blizzard's allowing them to do whatever they want with the IP, essentially, and it it is. uh... God damn. Well, I was able to get a copy of the DVD for use to watch the movie, and let's just say. It has an interactive menu. That's what it says on the box. Whoa. Interactive fucking menu. What does that mean exactly? That means you could actually pick what you're doing. You want to go to a certain scene? You want to play the special features? It's got an interactive menu, John. This is te- cutting edge technology, wow. motherfucker. No other <laughs> DVD ever had an interactive menu. <laughs> ever. I kind of just forgot that. Some DVDs, you'd put it in and it would just start. There was no fucking menu to go in at all. Yeah, you just hit play. Or there's like settings for like Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, so I was like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, I mean I, it made sure to like let you know that it had an interactive oh, yeah. menu on the box. You get to watch it, all the previews too. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. It's just that it's it's just that it's just so bad. <laughs> the, I mean, I just I mean well, anyway, who stars in this movie? So we've got Jeremy Irons, we've got Bruce Payne, Justin Whalen, uh Marlon Wayans. What Wayans. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. What, what, a, what, what a what the fuck what moment. The fuck. And we'll we'll get on to that character, that particular character. Casting for this, where they were like, oh, "Yes, perfect. You exactly like you've been typecast it, and this fits." You know, I'm actually very curious on who did the cast for this because it looks like there were 26 people. No, they were not 26 people that did this. Excuse me. I am silly. 
Oh, casting by, there's four people. So Peter Brodsky, Adria Edelman, Eliza Goodman, and Jeremy Zimmerman. Um, so they should all be fired. I bet, <laughs> I bet that they have no pages on Wikipedia. It's just their names. Oh, it's not even a picture. Because they never worked again after casting this movie. It's, oh God. So the general premise of this story, if we can call it a story, is that you have Profion, who's played by Jeremy Irons, who wants to control all of the dragons to take over the kingdom or city of Ivor, and the Empress is trying to stop him. The Empress then employs two thieves to go steal a gem and also get this magic wand back so that she can control red dragons and fight against his dragons. <laughs> and so that's basically what we've got here. And that's the general plot of it. Um, oh God, I I don't I don't really know where to kick this off at. Like, where do you start? Like, well, the CGI is terrible. Where you start with Dungeons and Dragons with sitting in your house with other friends and a fucking bong load because that's what you need to watch this movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah honestly, you, 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 maybe that was my mistake. I was sober when I watched this. That's probably not a good. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, definitely. I had more fun watching Evil Bong. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fucking, oh god that's, can we talk that's, about that one at some point please I, I, I mean that's a whole other I have it on DVD somewhere <laughs> uh, because it was funny when I picked it up I thought it was hilarious but anyway you know oh god so uh, th- this this fucking movie like there's so many uh, like none like, of it works none, none of it it, it really doesn't like CGI is terrible and this is like a year. Uh, this is a year before Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings CGI still pretty like holds up it's pretty really well. Really good. Lord yeah. of the Rings was beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie, and it still like it still holds up the CGI wise anyway. And even like the practical effects in that one are great. Yeah. But I mean, in in this movie, I have very little good things to say. I mean, they're like the character choices, like their acting is very bad. Not even in like an intentional way. I love it. It's like they're reading cue cards on the side of the wall or something. Yeah, exactly. And it, it I mean, awkward I mean, pauses. I mean, even like, oh god, like uh, the there's wor- like okay, what, <laughs> Scott Hockmer. The worst thing a movie could do is be like boring or un- like forgettable, and that's what the movie. It's a very just cookie cutter fantasy movie that doesn't work. Made by people who don't know anything about the source material. The source material is like barely in there at all. Like you have one scene with a beholder and that's about it. And and that's the that see that's shit that like pissed me off about this one is because you've got like like D and D started in the sixties. Nope. So seventies. Excuse bitch. me, the seventies. Pardon me. Excuse me. The started in the seventies. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for correcting my ass there. Started in the seventies. So you have all you have thirty years of modules and stories that have been written about like all the settings that are in D and D you have so much shit you could go off of. And if you've already got wizards approval, what the fuck are you doing already? Why aren't you just ripping off the good stories that people like? You could have just gotten one of the stories and taken it word for word and it would have been a better movie. Literally that. Yeah, exactly. And it probably would have been significantly better than this heap of trash that I suffered through. (laughs) <laughs> I'm surprised you did. I think we only made what, like 30 like minutes Like halfway into through, it? maybe? Not even halfway. Oh, it wasn't even halfway. It, we stopped at 15 minutes. I had minutes, to stop. I'm had sorry. Had to take a pause and then came back for another 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> oh the writing is it. terrible. The <laughs> acting is terrible. The music is terrible. Uh, the CGI so, is terrible. The costuming is terrible. The PS2 dragons are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> PS2, PS2 had better graphics. I know what yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> the, uh, 
I mean, I mean, I mean, I liked the only, I think the only things that stand out from this one, like Jeremy Irons tries. He's so good. You know, he he's tries, the only good thing about it. He, he tries, carried the movie, but barely. Yeah, but barely. He's trying to save it like real hard. And I, I and mean, he's been in a few other fantasy type movies where he does kind of the same thing, but the scripts yeah. are just so bad that he can't like make them better. That guy better. needs a good movie to be in. Poor dude. He's been in so many terrible movies. The only, good, his eyes though in this movie. He's fucking awesome. The only other redeeming quality I think of the movie was that they have the inclusion of a black elf. Yep. Which is like you never see that in any popular media like at no, all. No, never. That's definitely that's definitely a thing that kind Unless of they're like quote unquote dark elves and then they don't really they're not like well, good usually. In Percy Jackson, they have Grover. He's a satyr though. But yeah. he, but he is like he is a companion. <laughs> Not the same thing, though. Not the same thing, though, but similar. <laughs> Satyrs are part of the fae category as well as elves. Yep, exactly, yep. Beach. Mm. Truth, truth. Check your mythology, okay? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I just, I just, it's, it's, it's hard for me to talk shit on art, especially if, like, you know, if it's just bad, because usually I just won't say anything about it. But for this particular case, it's just, you they're dealing with an IP that has so much source material they could have gone off to make this more legit and even like better with some actual like like dramatic takes or even getting better actors to do it. Maybe it was tough for them to even find people to get in on this project in the first place. I, I just the, the script is terrible. There's things that happen that don't make sense. For instance, oh yeah, I know Martin Wayans is a part of it because he's getting paid. Yeah, no, like, he was like, like yeah, I'll fucking do this shit. I mean, and even him having to put up with the with the fucking oatmeal from the uh, this quicksand carpet. Ah, yeah. There's the a, there's a scene in this movie where uh, where Wayne's character Snails is going through like this nice like wizard's room and he's looking for stuff, and he gets like nabbed by this carpet that's like, sinking into the ground. And actually, I was very impressed by how it looked because it did look like a carpet. They did a really good job of setting it up to look like that. And I didn't even know that it was oatmeal he's standing in. In that scene, and Shit. according to him, I have a I have a quote from him, uh, what he said about that, which is great. Um, he basically said that he's like it's probably the worst thing I've ever had to do in a movie. I grew up in the projects eating oatmeal, and I didn't want to ever eat it again anyway. Now I really want to stay away from it <laughs> because it took them three tri- takes, three takes of him getting dunk- dunked in Ooh. fucking in oatmeal for him to fucking do this. I don't know. That's kind of a dream of mine, just rolling yeah. an oatmeal. Ooh. <laughs> that I mean, sounds it luxurious, sounds so nice. especially if it's nice and warm. You're know, like, yeah, oh, yes. return to the womb. In. I don't you know, know how I feel about that. <laughs> 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 the womb. Okay, but have you ever had an oatmeal bath? It's like that, but yeah. better. Yeah, I actually <laughs> haven't. No, you never had. An oatmeal oh, it makes bath. you so sore. Yeah, I've never had an oatmeal. That. So I, uh, some, some other there's like uh, so there's stuff that I liked about the movie and wow. I mean yeah there, there is stuff that I liked so I thought that some of the action sequences were pretty cool and it's only the times they used actual practical effects that I was ever impressed with this movie like ever so there's the um, Mer probably remembers there's the there's the thief scene where he has to do the game to go through it's like the one rogue character I think his name's Ridley in this one um yeah that was actually executed pretty well like there's like a series of games that they have to go through to like be able to to have passage through the thieves guild and like get a certain i guess i think it's the map they're trying to get Mm -hmm. and uh it's actually shot pretty well like he jumps on the axe he gets through like the the fucking fireball with the eyes thing yeah i really like that scene yeah there 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 are some there are some noteworthy scenes in here that you know it's not all shit just you know, ninety percent shit, um, <laughs> uh, and also also the carpet scene. Um, 
There's also there's the scene where Snail dies as well, which has some of the worst acting in it I've ever seen <laughs> on on screen ever. I mean, and Snails goes pretty hard against against fucking against like blue lipped man. Uh, yeah. The- <laughs> oh man, that's a look right there. Electric yeah. blue lipstick. Who's his no. makeup artist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like what? Uh, I mean, may- maybe maybe Justine might know. Uh, oh. Who do you know any makeup lines that make a blue lipstick like that? So if I want to cosplay him one year, you know, Mac. I mean, there's a lot that would make that color now because I feel like funky colors are kind of in. You got the neons. I was never a fan of it. I feel like that's only something that can be done with like costume makeup in that case. But mm-hmm. like something like Lime Crime, fucking Jeffree Star, don't buy Jeffree Star. They would make some colors <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't yeah. buy Lime Crime either, either for that instance. Just don't do not do it. His part, there's like there's the scene where he has like where he interrogates the mage, the mage lady that's with them. I forget her name. Um, but he like has these things that come out of his ears that like go into her ears. Oh yeah, little tendrils. Oh, <laughs> yeah, little tendril things that come out of his head, which I thought those were pretty cool. I was like, this is pretty freaky, and this is making me uncomfortable. So like, well done there. You know, it can't. I can't. I can't just hate on something entirely and not also say there are some good things. Uh, the beholder just made me mad though. That okay. just upset me. The dwarf is pretty good in this movie. The dwarf is great. I do like the dwarf. He's all right. Like you like. Yeah. He wakes up and he's like drunk and he's like, oh, fuck, there's like government officials outside my fucking heap of trash. Get out of here. <laughs> Just immediately gets in a fight. <laughs> I, oh, man. So what were your guys' initial thoughts on this movie? Bad. I was not expecting a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's the infamous, infamous Dungeons and Dragons movie. If you haven't seen it, you know someone who has seen it and just wants to rip on it or has ripped on it. There's countless videos on the internet where people deconstruct it scene by scene about how bad it is. Oh my god! I actually had to watch one of them because I couldn't finish this movie. So I was like, "All right, let's go to YouTube and get the reviews." And yeah, they're pretty. They came to a consensus. It's a bad fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, I kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed how bad it was, but I enjoyed enough to finish it. <laughs> I'm really mad that it's not so bad. It's good. Right, Cause, cause like, you, yeah. you had an opportunity to just go in. You, you could totally have done like the B movie vibe yeah. or something like but that. They didn't. They were very serious and, and gotten <laughs> straight into it. And it would and it could have been maybe at least like fun, like a cult classic, maybe. Right. But it just doesn't. It doesn't. The things that I like about the game and whatnot, which is what this is trying to base itself off of, are just not present here. It just really isn't. Like they try to hit the. It's like it's like a. It, this movie's a fucking poser. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There wasn't a single die roll in the whole movie. What the fuck? Not even like as a joke. Like you had like rocks that kind of look like dice. Yeah, exactly. There's I mean, no callback. I mean, or the way I see it is, if you don't already know about Dungeons and Dragons, you wouldn't really understand that this is a Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's like just a fantasy story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, exactly. The only they just threw things in there that like people like. The only thing that was in there that was D and D related that I noticed was the Beholder thing, and that was like. It's on there for like ten seconds and then it's gone, and it's like as a as a as someone who's like played D and D for a very long time and has used beholders in my own game, who the fuck the beholder does not work for anybody. The beholder fucking is the boss. <laughs> like that is how that works. And instead, they're rolling around with it like it's this like it's their fucking crony. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And it never shoots any eye beams or anything like that. It just is like I'm a beholder. Eh, work, ar, ar, you know and it just leaves and that's it that's the whole deal i oh god 
fuck this movie. Anyway. <laughs> and then we also have, um, I guess what we, we could also say is we have, we have our issues with uh, Wayne's character as well with this movie, I would say, because it's a fairly uh, a racist caricature. <laughs> it's a racist stereotype Absolutely. of the black sidekick. They're always there for comic relief. But honestly, I mean, despite that, the acting was just terrible, too. <sighs> yeah, no, he really. Has a, he has like a weird accent to him too that he's doing. I don't know how it's to describe so it. It's so off kilter. Like everyone's sort of in this medieval jargon, and he sounds like he's from modern times. It's, yeah, it's, that's what it was. Like, uh, it's like, where are we gonna go? What are we gonna do? Oh my god! And, he and like then just constantly high pitched screaming, everything, everything. And it's like, I mean, I think I read one review where you're like, you will hate this character so much that you'll be glad that he dies at the end uh, of the movie. <laughs> That's yeah. awful. I'm yeah. guessing that the director just gave no direction on whether or not they should be acting a certain way, and he was just like, "Just fucking do your thing." I, I mean, he's. I mean, apparently, he seems to think that people that play this game will just because there's dragons and magic in it means that they're just going to like cling on to it and enjoy that. Um, what kind of uh, what story directions do you guys think were like? I guess problematic or just like the wrong or right ways to go about things in this movie uh so they had a lot of uh you're a woman you think with your heart you're dumb <laughs> storylines <laughs> going on dumb. throughout they did it like four times in the first like 15 minutes oh i was like God. oh damn all right i can't believe i missed those That's so bad. Oh my <laughs> so God. like like when he goes into the court and it's just like you know she can't have this council and this magic scepter because she's gonna think with her heart and not want to actually do like the right thing and that's like how he convinces the council to give him all the power and just a like, bunch take of yes away. men yeah, yeah they're all like yeah and like start cheering and i'm like where's this crowd this looks like a like an audience hall where you go to see like an orchestra uh. <laughs> I don't know where their budget went. Like their costuming didn't match like on any of the sets. It looks like they went to random locations and then dressed up the set a little. Uh, yeah. It was all it was all shot in the Czech Republic. Weird. We didn't. Yeah, no, we're, we're at a weird location. It's like it's like the director was like, I just want to go to Russia. Yeah, You'll give me forty five million dollars <laughs> to go to Russia. Sick. Anyway, like, Sick. okay. Uh, oh my god! And their costumes looked like really cheap costumes you find like at the spirit store. Or and something. they didn't really match the characters no. at all. I felt None. like the empress showing up in the first scene with like all black on. I would have assumed that she was like an evil character. That too, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say it again. I think the only person that got it right was the dwarf. He acts <laughs> like a dwarf, and he dresses like a dwarf. He's dumb like a constantly dwarf. Eating. Constantly eating. Yeah. Constantly eating. Constantly. I th- I think the only funny part from him is when he's just like when uh snails is like eyeing the elf in the bar and he's like no you don't want a skinny woman you want a 250 pound woman that'll make you food (laughs) (laughs) that's what i want (laughs) that's what we all need we just need we just need a thick lady just get smothered in the folds yes (laughs) (laughs) butter me up mistress (laughs) pulls out some butter from a fold yeah anyway. oh no it's yeah. harshly melted uh, <laughs> nice and warm like you like it sweetie like you well, like it sweetie Peter. a wise jukebox once told me if she don't cook then she don't read a book <laughs> what the fuck? And that's not a place you want to be in <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's this? this is like a panzer of the lake moment like what are right? you talking about <laughs> Oh, pens of the lake. Holy what is your shit. wisdom? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Here's the thing. They could have did something better. And people could talk about it all the time. I think that my favorite review from critics was, 
yeah, this movie's bad. No one's going to... I'm. This is my review. No one is going to be cosplaying snails anytime soon. <laughs> I thought that was like short to, and to the point. Or or any of these characters. They're so forgettable as well. That's yeah. like another big thing. I guess that's another thing that suffered with the writing is not making any of them really stand out from one another. Other than like the dwarf. The the girl mage reminded me of like... So I'm, I'm in a program at San Diego State for like television, film, all that shit. And they have the theater program there. Her acting reminded me of the theater students who suck at acting. Ooh. And like they give you like an audition and they're just really bad at it. But they're like, you're kind of pretty. So like maybe. Yeah. We'll <laughs> and they like, and you, that's sweetie. what they did in the audition with her. Probably. We're just like, I mean, you're she, a like basic white woman. Let's she, put you in. She, yeah. She's, she's basically <laughs> just a love interest for, for the, yeah, the rogue character yeah. that's there. And that's, that's the whole, that's it. Then wasn't the other thief? He was supposed to be like one of the main characters, right? Uh, oh, Wayne's character, Snails. No, the other guy. Oh yeah, he's like yeah, he's kind of like the main character. Man, but... I couldn't even tell. His he's so boring. Yeah. There's no, there's he doesn't go anywhere. He's just the same fucking dude yeah. the whole movie. I mean, even like even like I, I I could not believe he was upset when Snails dies. Like at that at that point because he just goes no. Like shakes his hands up in the air and stuff, and it's like so over dramatic and I'm just dead. like ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Deceased, bury me now. It's like what? What are you doing, man? Like <laughs> okay, but the CGI dragon fight at the end of the movie, uh. so fucking bad. <laughs> like cool concepts. I'm not going to lie. A bunch of like a dragon war going out over a city and then like the dragons throw fireballs at the tower and then the wizards are like bringing up shields on it and shit. That has potential to be very cool. Oh, totally. But it's not. (laughs) It's just not good at all. I just, I couldn't. It's like, sorry, this isn't a Harryhausen film. Yeah, exactly. This isn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that would have made it better maybe. <laughs> the claymation, just some claymation dragons probably would have done better than what you did dope. here. Oh my god! <laughs> I want to see a movie about the Tomb of Horrors, though. Yeah, where all the, that everyone is? just dies. Well, uh, so I don't understand how they miss such a like hard opportunity. This is like any franchise that's huge. Like so, this like. Uh, fucking what is it Warhammer 40k like they have a huge universe you can literally just pick a random story out of there and be like it's a 40k universe story and then do whatever you want with that story don't try to do the whole fucking thing because then you're just gonna get something like this yeah you like try to pack in a bunch of shit just do one story and if it fucking sucks then you don't make anything else I mean you have to consider like who this movie was obviously at some point trying to market itself to gamers yeah to people who play them I mean, what the fuck was going on in 2000 for gaming? Uh, I think we had 3.5 out. Uh, 3.5 edition of Dungeons & Dragons, I think, was out. And that, cause that makes sense why, like, Baldur's Gate and whatnot was coming around that time. But the, hey, Baldur's Gate 2 was based off, like, second edition, third edition? I, thi- I think it was, yeah, Second or third. Yeah. One, of those, one of those two. Uh, KOTOR, uh, Night's Old Republic, is also based off of uh, those D&D yeah. systems as well. Just, just so you just, you know, some, like, nerd facts there for uh, you. Prophecy and Invasion were expansion sets in Magic the Gathering. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, there you go. That's that's all that that's all that was going on, apparently. I know. Uh, it's something p- called Pokemon, too. I don't know. The kids like it a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pokemon 2000. I think, I'm pretty sure it's called Pokemans, right? Pokemans, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Excuse me, sir. It's Pocket Monsters. It's Pocket Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I'm pretty sure it's one of them Digimons. <laughs> All right. Digimon oh, was dope, yeah, though. That shit was sick. Okay, Bring yeah. back Zoids. 
Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And there was a duel. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh was popular. All right. I've told you guys about this before. There's a post that's around about talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. He cheated the whole show. Literally, you get to the end and you find out that the magic power he had inside of his little pyramid necklace thing was that a pharaoh would come out and he would will cards to the top of his deck. You say he's like... Putting all the good cards on the top yeah, of his fucking deck? Yeah, he was stacking deck? his deck every single time. It wasn't even Yu-Gi-Oh playing. It was some random spirit of a dead pharaoh. Oh, fuck. So you find out that he's cheating the whole show, and you're like, wow, Kaiba wasn't so bad. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, are you guys familiar with the Tomb of Horrors from D&D, though? No. So uh, I got a D&D history book that was like just explaining the entirety nice. of how the game was made. And so Gary Gygax made the first Dungeons & Dragons championship. And he was like, you have 45 minutes to do this set. And whoever gets farthest gets an award and like all this kind of accolades and all this shit. It had like a 95% kill rate. Nice. Like I only think like only a handful of people actually made it through the entire dungeon or got somewhat far enough for it. The Tomb of Horrors is notorious for being a like a player grinder of a game. So essentially like... Every trap in that is designed to like murder people. Oh, dang. Every right. single one of them. There's like, there's a room in there that shuts you off from everyone and then freezes you to death while you're inside of it and you just can't get out because you went in the wrong room. Bad, bad you. What's the, what's at the end? What's the reward? Uh, so, so the actual dungeon is great, actually. The reason why the Tomb of Horrors exists in the first place is because a necromancer named like, I think it's like Esserok, I think is his name, but I'm probably getting that name wrong. Please don't kill me, nerds. Um, uh, is wrong, I mean, what the fuck are they gonna do? He's a he's a he's a, he's a, he's a demi lich, which is his whole deal. So he's like a grand like lord of the undead sort of deal, who's like granted himself immortality. And the thing with liches is they have a phylactery that they keep their soul in. If you destroy the phylactery, then the lich is dead. So somewhere in the tomb of horrors, allegedly, is his phylactery. But all this is designed to do is to grind souls that he uses to keep himself alive and continue his experiments. So he's on like his own little private plane and he sets up this dungeon for players to go into to die so that he can keep nice. taking their souls and putting them into things. And it's actually badass. Like it's a badass, like evil, like uh, I plot dig line. That concept. Yeah. It's fucking cool. And the, the best part about it is they brought it back. So now in Ooh. fifth edition, they have the tomb of annihilation, which is basically the same thing. Oh shit. But yeah, people wanted it back. I mean, it's like one of the most famous sets from the game. They could have made a movie about that. It sounds cooler. Yep. Just a dungeon or, crawl. you know, just make an animation. People will dig it. Could have done a whole Drizz Duarden series or something that's set in the Forgotten Realms-like setting of D&D. Could have done a Greyhawk setting. Could have done fucking literally anything other than this trash that we had to sit <laughs> Damn through. Damn you, Wizards of the Coast. I mean... I don't think... See, it's not Wizards' fault I the know. movie was bad. <laughs> None of them wrote this no, fucking No, they were just like, we want to make money. Just go and do something. They're like, fine, pay us something, and then I guess you can make the movie. Fine. I feel like Wizards is still just like 10 dudes in a room who are like, should we do this? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. <laughs> and they just fucking keep I mean, doing shit. Yeah, I mean, Wizards <laughs> is very... Uh, they're pretty. They're pretty big now because they were bought by Hasbro. Yeah. Not re- so. They're very like expansive. They have a whole lot of things going on. Oh with man! Them. If they're bought by Hasbro, that's a whole nother scene. That's yeah. Like a, that, that's like a dark corporate office with smoke inside. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. There you go. Yeah. I feel like, like right. the Hasbro executives are like, you wanna, you wanna sign on this contract, right? Okay, but first you must beat me in Battleship. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> dark room, light. Only one light in the room. A single table, like. 
it's they don't they don't ever leave that room they're just like they're like the emperor on the throne in their chairs at this table eternally playing (laughs) battleship just always playing battleship and discussing how to make more money that's hasbro (laughs) my fucking wizards of the coast pumps out like 75 million products for magic every year fuck you watsy see i I had more questions to bring up to the group tonight but we've already covered basically all of them nobody here really has that many favorite can we think of a favorite scene from this movie yeah when it ended yeah there you go that's a good one yeah when it when it was over that was my favorite scene Matt, you know, if I want to be honest, that's probably the thief game scene because that's, that's all practical. A lot of that's practical effects, and he's like leaping, like he finds like fun ways to get around all these traps and everything, and that's pretty cool. And that's probably the most legit D and D thing they did in this movie. And the uh, the the quicksand rug was also a very D and D thing. Mm. So you've got those two things. I don't I don't count the beholder because it's trash. I don't count it. Doesn't count. Not at all. Let's talk about the good movie. Uh. Yeah, the good movie. <laughs> I think I think it's time. I think we can all agree Dungeons and Dragons was bad. It's not. No, don't. Yeah, it's not worth for the your time. first time ever. Don't go watch a movie that we've yeah. talked about. <laughs> if you want to watch it, be very inebriated. Maybe have some friends around to like laugh at it. Just take some shrooms. You'll be fine. Drink, yeah, <laughs> drink every time that you see bad acting. Yeah, ah, every yes. time, God. every single time. <laughs> oh boy. Do you want people to die? I have to legally say no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll move on to the gamers. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. The gamers. All right. So the gamers, I, I couldn't find any uh, information on their budget at all that they had for this, but I can't imagine it was very high. It's, it's got to be zero. Uh, I believe it was a thousand dollars. Nice. Actually, good job. I feel like that would just be for equipment and like props, costumes at that point. Paying random people to do like editing and things like that. Yeah. I I I feel like it was all volunteer acting. I don't know who would be willingly paid for this. It came out came out in two thousand two, so we're a year. I feel like I'm referencing Lord of the Rings here because that it was like the pinnacle of fantasy at a certain point. That was like that was like that was when the world was shown how to do it right. Well, there hasn't been anything like it since, really. Nothing. That's on that scale. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing can really. There's not that. There's no fantasy series that checks that that can step up to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's just I don't think you can do it right now. Um. So it came out in 2002. Uh. It was written and directed by Matt Vinsel. Uh. And the interesting thing about the gamers is it is part. Uh. One of the movies made by the production company known as Dead Gentleman Productions. Uh, other works of note that they've done were like uh, Demon Hunters and Demon Hunters. Um, there's a second one that also has a name. They also did the Gamers Darkness Rising, which was what we intended to do this evening. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> but, that. But it's, it's okay. I confused some people, though. So we watched the Gamers, which is fine. But me and Mer can talk about Darkness Rising a little bit later. Um, so let's see. Uh, there are a group of filmmakers out of Tacoma, Seattle area, and they focus on RPG-centric short films for the most part. Like, everything that they do is related to RPG games in some way. Not just Dungeons & Dragons, so like Shadowrun or Cyberpunk or... Oh, God. There's 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 quite a few RPG games. But yeah, they, they go into sci-fi and fantasy RPGs and whatnot most of the time. Uh, another fun series of, of shorts they did were also the Syphilitic Ninja Vampires 
which are yes yes i know it's a mouthful which are actually kind of funny to watch because it's just these two vampires that hiss at everyone and it's like yeah like like, like, yes would like to open a checking account (laughs) and they have like obnoxious looking fangs and whatnot and they're just like it's it's funny uh They've done, like, they don't some other thing. I think another one was called, um, was called House Rules, where they did, like, this whole, like, they did, like, a whole, um, like, a reality TV, like, a mock reality TV show sort of thing, which is also kind of funny. It was, it's not very good, but it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so, uh, what were your guys' initial thoughts on The Gamers, which is what we're focusing on right now? I loved it. I love the low-budget shot-in-your-dorm-room aspect to it, and honestly, I feel like that made it. If it... If you put this film with, you know, higher quality equipment, I think I wouldn't have taken it as seriously. <laughs> but I didn't take it seriously either. So, like, no, it was, it was a good balance. It was a good balance going on here. It was honestly, like, genuinely funny in, like, such a casual, personable kind of way. Like, funny how it would be if you're just talking with your friends, you know? I think that it works with the cuts, like the uh, the shot of people rolling dice and then what their character does or where they're like, wait, I want to do this. No, wait. And then their character would swap oh, weapons yeah. like midway. I thought that was really neat. I love the constant die rolling throughout the movie. It's very it's awesome. a clever way to break the fourth wall on what you're watching to make things not so serious and to bring in like if you're watching it, you kind of feel like you're part of the group, which is usually what that game is all about when you're actually like in the middle of doing things with all these people and you all get super excited about something. Oh yeah. That's pretty much what like the whole thing was. I mean, and that's one of the core reasons that I, and I think a lot of other people love Dungeons and Dragons so much is it's such a communal like effort from everybody that's involved with it from your DM to your players. Like everybody comes together to try to tell these stories and immerse themselves and suspense their disbelief a little bit. And just to have fun with their friends. And I think that that's something that this movie really, like, really wraps around. is like this, like, the bond between all of these friends that are just having fun playing their game in their dorm during finals week. I think the movie works because it is, like, super cheesy. Like, I mean, a lot of the practical effects are hilarious. You're just going to have a good time with it. I don't know how to, like, really go in-depth on it. It's just... It has a lot of charm and a lot of heart to it. You could tell that they play games in during the movie and they play games after the movie's over. Yeah, it was definitely like a, a movie that was easily made for people who are gamers, who play these RPGs and whatnot. And I believe that um, game, uh, the gamers and Darkness Rising, both of those movies uh, were played at multiple cons and things like that. Like it was one of those fun things that they always brought with them. So, yeah. I definitely like the synergy of the cast. Like, I feel like I could tell that they were already friends. And yeah, pretty believable. that they were friends. You know, there was definitely like that energy that they had when they were talking and hanging out with each other. And let's not mention I, the princess. That's right. yeah. And then even, I mean, and you know, even she is gaming with them after all oh, of this. Yeah, oh, you sure. know, she's, she's jumping in there, <laughs> which is, uh, which is, um, it, it just, it just shows that they all are like, like you guys all said, they are all friends they all are working together and they all are personable with each other. All of them met each other in film school as well. I believe. Which yeah, is, which is interesting. Yeah. This but, is like such strong film student, like completely a student film that you would make and people would fucking love it because honestly, it's just like what you're really trying to do. I wouldn't be surprised if they presented this for a final. Yeah, this has to class be or something like, like a that. thesis film yeah. or something because <laughs> this is like, this would definitely get you past the program. Do you think like 
a film teacher would appreciate it. A film teacher would love this because it's super original. Like, mm. most people don't do shit like this because all of the film students are, like, snobby people who think they have, like, the best stuff ever. So they always do serious shit. And, like, they hardly ever write comedy. So to do something like this is legitimately funny if you actually, like, play the games. Yeah. Because of, like, small moments, like, when they're stealing the dude's pants in the bar. <laughs> That's the kind of shit you do. You're like, yeah, I want to steal some pants. And you, like, roll a fucking 20. And you're like, you somehow get the pants off of him even though he's sitting. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you just... Like, he's like, so- I don't want them, but I... I want to see if I could do it. Yeah, I just want to see if I could do it. And then setting up the giant ballista behind him, which is like, he's like, well, I don't see yes. any rule against it. So, like, I guess it's okay. I, I, I do love when Hunk shows up because he's like, he's like that character that they pissed off in the past. Yeah. And so they're like rolling up on this guy that they've wronged and he's about to like clobber all of them. His, his, his voice. His time. Yeah. His accent. It's so, it's so uh, fucking funny. Yeah. What was that? Like a knockoff Norwegian accent or something like yeah, that? Yeah. It sounded like Swedish to me. Like some like Swedish something. Da. I'm going to kill you dead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that type of shit. You bastards uh, left me behind. <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Man, you do that too well. Were you practicing that? <laughs> I might have seen this movie way too many times. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I, partially why I brought this movie to attention is it's something that I watched, like, you know, 10 something years ago, you know, with all of my, like, gamer friends. And it was one, some, one of those movies that we just loved. And only uh, so many people that I know know about it. And I, I, I find it very charming. I find it that it exemplifies everything that I like about the game. And it definitely it was something that was made for me and people who are like me. And that was great. I loved that aspect of it. Yes. 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 <laughs> I got to give a shout out to the scene where uh, they're looking over the river and they're just standing there. And then everyone's looking at the mage and they're like, are you forgetting something? What? Oh, yeah. My overwhelming fear of fucking water. Starts screaming. <laughs> just starts screaming. <laughs> this is also when they all take turns punching the dude. Oh. Oh, yeah, that they all take turns punching the mage to knock him out so he's not freaking out anymore. And then kill him. Kills him. Kill him. Props to them just dropping some clothes out of a tree. No joke. (laughs) I love, yeah, in this movie, it is so low budget that you see, like, like shadows from the overpass that they're clearly, like, off the highway, like, recording this. I've even seen, like, a couple people walking around in the background. There's, like, one dude of a bright pink shirt, like, way in the back of a shot. I was like, yes, this is authentic. Um, well, I think that's what makes it super funny. Nothing makes it funnier than this slapstick humor that you see in there because that's honestly how you envision it whenever you're like listening in on these games because people just do shit abruptly. Like the fucking rogue going into the room like three separate times because he's like, wait, no, I didn't say that I was walking in. I was sneaking in. And then also that elf shooting the dude like three times. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, can you just shut up and let him talk really quick? That's real shit though. I usually will try to kill someone in the middle of what they're saying. Yeah. Exactly. It's a I big mean, bad just trying to reveal himself. Like, I want to shoot that fucker. Yeah, fuck this dude. <laughs> <laughs> just like rolling. I, I love it too because uh, he's like, no, you're stunned because of the ambush. You're gonna have to wait three rounds. I love he's that like, shit. then he he waits out 15 <laughs> yeah. seconds. To he was like, fire it's 15 the second seconds shot. each fucking round, and I waited. He was like, what? No, that's how <laughs> fucking how works. This works. You can't just see. These are like these are like representing like. So that particular player represents like the rules lawyer. Yes. Which is which is an actual thing that happens. Somebody who just like brings up the rules into every single decision, like really methodically, and it's just like, but the rules say this, and then you're trying to deal with like a narrative storytelling. It's supposed to sort of be like improving and whatnot. So it's like 
him just like bringing the rules and like slowing down the flow of the game. So hence like DM gets obviously very annoyed with him the whole time. I also like that the DM is super chill all the way through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he's very cool-headed about everything. No, you didn't do that, so you wouldn't have known. <laughs> Duh. Like, <laughs> Let's talk about the player that's not there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Homeboy on a date. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think they, they make a joke about that because he didn't show up because he shows up for one scene. Yeah. And which is just the, the, the death vengeance part with like oh the foaming God. mouth and everything. But that most of the other scenes that he's in, he's just kind of sitting off in the background, like, oh yeah, Mark's over there, and he's just standing there, like, uh, like looking off, like I heroically with this into the distance. Pose, a little side profile going on. Yes. Yeah, oh, I love all of the stances. Who was the really muscly guy? That Rogar. He's the, yeah, he's the barbarian. he always had this like little lock knees stance going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, always, always <laughs> super like, wide, like bruh. Like when they when they pick up the staff off of their dead mage, and he like starts wielding it like it's a sword. Like the staff is mine, <laughs> and then just like starts going <laughs> through his pockets. Yeah. Without the book from the bag. <laughs> all right, well, we've buried him. Let's steal all his I shit I like now. that that same dude pulls the wallet out. At, like, when they meet the dude, he's just yeah. like, oh, hey. <laughs> uh, at the, at, like, yeah, when, when they kill all the, like, at the end of the movie, yeah. when they kill every, all the players. Or they kill, like, the whole gaming group, essentially. Great. Oh, my gosh. Imagine being the DM who's, like, just DM'd his own death and is narrating his own death awesome. right now. And doesn't even know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, did the low budget affect your enjoyment of this movie at all? It made me enjoy it mer- more. <laughs> you enjoyed it, Mer? You enjoyed it, Mer? You enjoyed it, Mer? Leave me alone. What's your porn of you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was about to ask it, too. You beat me to it. Were there, there was no, were, no, there was no sex scenes in this movie. There is no porn I like of that you. you had to think about it. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. But there are sex scenes in The Darkness Rising. Is uh-huh. there really? Uh, Very, like implied. It's like implied. It's like implied. So we'll get to that because uh, the horny bard is great in Darkness Rising. I love that character. But but I mean, as far as as far as this movie goes, um, see, I have all these questions set up for the Darkness Rising, but I don't have much set up for the gamers. E- but you know, shrug. as of now, yeah, e- <laughs> shrug, whatever. It's all good. Um, they're kind of like a similar we're thing. We're improvising. Yeah, we're improvising right now, hey. just like a game, guys. Wow, lead us DM. Yeah, Show oh, us that's the not. Way. That's not. Don't do that right now. I don't have anything prepped? <laughs> oh, got nothing prepped. I got, brought no dice. Uh, we got a couple. We have a lot of dice. Oh yeah. no, that's not. Don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So, but I, no, the budget doesn't. It doesn't the, ruin this the, at the, all. Yeah, not no, at all. I've seen some really, really good student films that were made on like nothing, and they just were very creative. They had, they knew the right people who could do certain effects on it, and it was awesome. And it usually has a lot to do with the people in it. If you have like an amazing script and you get someone who fucking sucks at acting, it's gonna ruin your whole shit. But if you have like an okay script and someone who's really good at acting, it'll bring the whole thing up, and you guys can work together to make something really cool. And this is a really good example of that. They like fucking probably spent such little money on it like what a thousand dollars or less yeah and that was probably just to feed everybody and like get them to go and hang out for a couple hours while they did this because this was done like definitely like on a tape vhs kind of recorder or something yeah definitely not (laughs) definitely nothing that was like nothing fancy it's obviously from o2 very obviously from o2 uh what did you what were you guys' favorite scenes from the gamers though we went over a couple of them, I'm sure, but what were your favorites, though? I like the arrow scene where it just, like, tracks them 
does a whole 360 and it's like, oh, oh there you are. God. I think my favorite was the ambush who just multiple people after they die, come back again. <laughs> it was what the dude in like the white shirt and then the tall guy in gray just kept on coming in for like every fight scene. Like, didn't you die like two seconds yeah, ago? Yeah, like, I thought you just got stabbed and you were dead. That Are was the dude again? who got cut in half too. I love the oh, way they yeah. did that. It's like some dude just standing and another guy just like falls onto the screen and you only see half of him. It's creative and it works. That's yeah, all you exactly. need to know. Yeah. Like somebody got cut in half. And somehow their body ended up like there. But then you see the dude with the same pants like two seconds later. <laughs> and you're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's just funny because they obviously had like stunt people. Like they were, there was like six of them who were all doing the stunts. And they just kept bringing them back in and even changed their costumes. I just want to make note of the one lady with the hammer and sickle. Yeah, the one lady just, just all upset. Oh, my gosh. I also like how they bring in Ambrose's new character. Just like, all right. You're going to have to role play this, so try to make it good. I love this. You seem trustworthy. Would you like to join our party? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Uh, my favorite scene is when the, the small elf archer like rips off the gate <laughs> and then like even does like this warble that sounds like a fucking sand person from Star Wars. You must lift with the legs, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um,. That's one of the one of the good moments is like the Ro, the character that plays Rogar anyway, he always mentions like, yo, I've got a score of this, I've got a five percent chance of failing. There's no way I'll fail. I got a ten percent chance of failing. There's no way I'll fail. He fails every time that he mentions he has a small percentage chance of failing. Us gamers know about percentages. Five percent chance is still a chance of failure. It's true. Take no chances. Summer? <laughs> yeah. We both watched Darkness Rising. We did. Uh, and this is the sequel to the gamers. Yep. Yes. So, how did you feel about that movie, Mur? The movie has more production. The movie has different cast members, but it still works on that same thing that is, or the same thing that made the original good. There's still dice rolls. There's still fudging dice rolls, and you have more interaction with the characters getting mad at the, the DM. So it like improves on everything and shows different points of view from it. And I think this is another another big thing with this one, uh, I think, is that that was the one in this movie in particular. This is when they bring in a female player. A woman comes in to play with them and whatnot, and she's fairly new and whatnot, but shows all the guys up like, later on. Oh, fucking on. hard. Wait, didn't yeah. they make that comment about the woman in uh, the, the gamers, about the dude going on the day and he was... Yeah, no. yeah, and then, yeah. yeah they basically say, like, wouldn't... Like, imagine wanting to go out with a beautiful, intelligent woman... And rather than spending all night in a stinky dungeon with your buddies playing RPG games and having belching contests, Ugh. and they all just like silently like look up for a moment and are like considering. Like, we're in the forest, right? <laughs> yeah, so we're in the forest, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Let's get back uh, to this. That was game my now. other favorite part. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that a lot too. That was definitely very funny. That fucking harsh reality check for a second. Yeah, exactly. I like exactly. that they had to call attention to that though, because I feel like that's a big stereotype about gamers is that they're just a bunch of stinky dudes that can't get laid, and a lot of times that's true, but it's not always true. It's not always true. Yeah, it's not always true, as we see with Mark the Red, who's like, you know. Leaving, yeah. apparently. Gotta get coffee with yeah. his lady. Mark the Red makes an appearance in The Darkness Rising, too, though. Yes, he does. He absolutely does make an appearance in that one. And he mentions the shadow. And he, he has, like, PTSD Wait, from the entire endeavor. The you gotta do the thing. The shadow. The shadow. The shadow. <laughs> the shadow. So, <laughs> I guess, what uh, his name's Lodge, right? He's a DM. He's running a campaign, and... uh 
he homebrews some stuff, so he basically like kills the entire party. And they're very pissed about it, so they want to run the, the campaign again. And then you have like the main character who's like, I've never lost a game at this game store. I want to fucking beat your dungeon. Like I could do this. And so they're like, we need more characters. They bring in the female character who shows them up really well. And they ask Mark to join in the campaign. He's like, you used to game in college, right? He's like, I haven't gamed since the incident. And he's calling back to when all his fucking friends got murdered by their fucking characters. And he has like a PTSD war flashback in his fucking brain. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's great. I'm um, interesting. I'm um, inter, you know, introducing, introducing Joanna was a great, was a great part of this uh, because she moves the story forward in a way that Lodge doesn't expect. So Lodge is a writer and he really wants this to be like his campaign because back in the day you could write camp. You can still do that, but you used to be able to write campaigns and get wizards to publish them if they were good enough. Oh, shit. So you could actually go through that. Whereas now they have a writer team and all that shit, but you used to be able to do that. So his whole goal in this one is I need to finish my campaign so I can write the story, but I need to know how it ends and I don't know how it ends yet. So, and in the process he's run this campaign two times with the same group of people and they always die. They always just entirely wipe, so they have to start over again. So they decide to go for it for a third time. They bring in a new player, introduce some like new like inspiration into it. I um, really like this character because uh, with D and D, you get some groups occasionally where the goal is they just want to kill shit. They just want to go in there, gung ho, don't even give a fuck. Murder that's a, hobos. That's a peasant. <laughs> fucking give me your cabbage, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but Joanna's like. I put all my stats for my fighter in charisma and intelligence because I want to talk my way through things. Oh, but bruh, the, the, the fucking the fucking scene where they're like, they're they're all judging her because they're like, as a fighter, you your your whole thing is like you're supposed to be the strong one. You're supposed to have like all of this hit points. You're supposed to be able to like tank the fight. That's like the goal of a fighter in general. I think we all understand even, that. Concept. Even like even one of the players makes her a pre-made character sheet. He's like, I made you your sheet. She's like, I'm not fucking running this campaign if I don't make. I don't run the person that I made. I want to run it the way I want to run it. Yeah. And her character turns out to be the best one in the party. Yeah. Easily, easily like pulls them all forward and whatnot. And uh, definitely takes the story in a much better direction for that movie as well. Or at least the story that they're playing through and whatnot. Uh, Even though even Lodge backs her up too. And he's like, if Joanna made a character, she gets to play it. That's how it works. And he's just like, and just mad about it because she's not playing optimally and the most optimal way to play ever because he's the guy that she's arguing with is a power gamer. He's a guy that's all about maxing all of his stats to be the best that he can be at whatever he's doing for combat, not for, you know, interacting with people or the world or anything like that. And I think that's what the DM does it like wants more of. Absolutely. And I think lodge is kind of an asshole DM in some respects too, though. Oh, absolutely. There's, he wants to put restrictions on what race you could be, what, uh, what is it? Not your race, but what classes you could be either because the power gamer wants to be a monk. And he's like, this is an Eastern European setting. There are no monks in this area of fucking the world. And he's like, it's a basic character class. I'm playing a fucking monk. Leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, and th- what's funny is he's kind of a hypocrite because he's like, what do you want? A cookie cutter fantasy with no real surprises. Or do you want something that catches you off guard? And I'm just like, you're making a Western European setting that's like the least original fucking thing you can do, buddy. Like, I'm guilty of this as well, but that's just because I'm most familiar, so that's what I run with most of the time. And isn't that just where most fantasies are set? Somewhere in Europe, Eastern Europe, usually. Something like that, yeah. That's where all the castles were and shit, so it makes the most Ah, sense. And he also puts in the babysitter, which I love. Oh, yes, the paladin. He brings a paladin in. 
as well. And paladins at the time were lawful stupid. And when I say that, I mean that they are lawful good to the, to the point where, like, things that would benefit them and their party, they will not do. Like, torture is not okay. So there's, like, a whole scene in there where they're, like, going to torture this, like, this cultist. But the paladin's there, so he won't allow them to. So the bard convinces him that there's, like, an evil ninja outside that he has to go fight. <laughs> and wins, and the paladin just runs outside, like, come out, villain! <laughs> you know, like, and, and whatnot. And then he finds, and then the paladin figures out that he's been lied to and turns around. Deceivers! This will not stand. And the bard's like, he's over there! And he turns around to go find it again. <laughs> It's like shit like that. It's fucking, it's hilarious. It's so good. Oh my gosh. All yeah. of the horny bard scenes are great in that movie. Like there's oh, another, yes. there's another torture scene where they're kind of like just looking at the paladin, like, you know, you know the deal, buddy. And he's like, hmm, this architecture over here looks pretty good. I'm going to go check it out. Please don't hurt anybody. <laughs> but yeah, oh the horny gosh. bard is a, is a highlight. Oh, yeah, definitely. He gets laid a lot in this fucking <laughs> movie. I think, well, at one point, there's two, the two players, like, one of them decides he's going to play, he's going to play a woman character in this game. So he's like, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a woman sorceress. And that's going to be my deal. It's going to be awesome. And he's like, and he talks to the bard, like, the two players, and they're talking to each other. And he's just like, he's just like, holy shit, that's awesome, dude. Are you hot? And he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, he's like 17 charisma. Like, and he's like, "Cool, want to have sex? Totally, let's go!" <laughs> and he like, he like, and the bard makes the role. He's like, "I could seduce any homophobe with that role." Like, just like, Jesus oh Christ. my god, that's power right that's there. That's power. <laughs> I just love these movies. That's it. That's all I got. I don't know. I would say that the gamers is so bad that it's good versus Dungeons and Dragons, which is just kind of bad. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed that movie a lot. I got a lot of laughs. Yeah, constant absolutely. laughter. I mean, and all of it seems intentional as well. Like yeah. all, if there's any like bad acting, like the like the Darkness Rising has bad acting as well in it. And I think that these people realize they're not great actors, and I think that's the point. Usually, when you get D and D people into a room they'll try yeah. to do some acting and it's usually very bad. So I think that it meshes even more with the community in that way because yeah. the acting is bad and that's just kind of like them and their friends doing that yeah. stuff. I think they presented authenticity and they pulled it off. Absolutely. You know, versus trying to present authenticity in the other movie. Not exactly pulled off by everybody. Not at all, no. <laughs> uh, so here's So here's something a little like, question i wanted to point like what does what do these two movies say about you know taking an ip and trying to make something that appeals to fans and whatnot so we have very two very like stark contrasts here we have dungeons and dragons which was obviously made at, with the ip in order to attract gamers it was made for those people and then you have the gamers which is also made for those people but why does the quality differ so much between the two of them because one of them is made to try to make money Unless you pump in like a ridiculous amount of money, like what Disney's doing with Marvel, like where they just can't fail. Like even if one of their movies sucks ass, their marketing team got it out there and people are watching it regardless. This wasn't the same case with like Dungeons and Dragons, where it's like they didn't have enough money to back them. So the extreme end of it is it's terrible, but you still made money off of it, or it's legitimately good and didn't have a huge budget. And there's like sort of no middle ground there because nobody's willing to give these people a chance to make something. 
which is, but I mean, like we've talked about it before. We're getting to a point now where a lot of stuff is going to get greenlit and we're probably going to see a lot of fantasy stuff come out in the next few years. Big, big thing that happened recently. Does anybody familiar with critical role? at all anybody familiar with what that is yeah so it's a basically a bunch of voice actors who are in a lot of video games and yeah. like animated bits and stuff like that like matt mercer is one is the big one from this one and they basically they basically record themselves playing their own D games and they do this whole they have seasons and seasons of this continuous story they're doing but they just got approved they just did a kickstarter that got nine million dollars to make an animated version of their own campaign yeah, it's wild that just happened so the market is there for this. People want these like high fantasy movies, but they want them to be good and they want them to be something that like ties into, you know, them. They want it to be more related. They want it to represent themselves well. Sort of idea. And I think that's kind of what Dungeons and Dragons missed is it missed that communal effort. It missed what makes Dungeons and Dragons so great, which is your friends and you telling these stories together. There was no heart in the movie, and it wasn't really personable at all. Not at all. No, not whatsoever. Whereas in like in the gamers and Darkness Rising, there's always like a little bit of charm. Yeah. You know, they're doing callbacks to stuff that happens in the game. They're doing stuff that players actually do at the table. Yeah, and they just look like they're having a ton of fun shooting this, and I feel like that really translates to the viewers. Really, oh, yeah, though, definitely. If you have fun making a movie, you make you usually make a good movie. Yeah, and as opposed to, like what you saw in Dungeons and Dragons, where it's like it, you know what it reminded me of made me think of like when old parents are like, "These are what the kids like nowadays, right?" <laughs> They like this kind of stuff. Right, right. And just a- put all this shit together. And you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. Just a clusterfuck. Well, I was searching on Yahoo in 2000, and I found Beholders. We'll just put one of those in there. I That'll went work. to my AOL search. <laughs> hey, I still use AOL. Fuck off. That's wild to me. No, 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 no. You got to explain that. You inherit it. An AOL email account. Yeah. You didn't make it yourself. Well, yeah. My, You're too young. <laughs> my grandpa made me an AOL when I was in like kindergarten and I've just always used it. I have like three other emails, but my AOL is my like main email. That is wild. <laughs> so there's the possibility that your AOL was made when, when you were just like teeny tiny. I was little. <laughs> I had to ask my parents permission, but I never did. I just looked for their passwords in the office. I mean, <laughs> when was the internet like officially a thing? Like you could go online and it wasn't AOL or like dial up. What was that? Like 2005, six? I know I was still in elementary school because I was playing those PPBS games. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but I mean, you had the first age of the internet, which was really fucking slow. And, like, people kind of got on it every now and again, but it wasn't anything serious. Remember dial-up? Where you couldn't use the phone if someone was on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Remember Newgrounds? Yes. Oh, boy. Murr was probably in the adult section. Or, like, like albino black Mature. Oh, jeez. Oh, good. Classic internet. Wait, did anybody do Gaia, or is that just me? Talking about uh, guy that, online? Oh, that's, the, yeah. that's the MMO, right? Yeah. I never played it, but I know about it. <laughs> oh my god! It's like <laughs> Second Life. It's either Guy Online or Neopets. <laughs> IMVU. Oh, RuneScape. Oh, 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 I don't know. Wait, oh, RuneScape. That was like hey, the OG. RuneScape. There we go. RuneScape. RuneScape. Yeah, shit. there we go. That's some. That's some old school internet that took stuff me back. right there. Some Maple Story yeah. action. Maple Story. Isn't oh. the money in RuneScape worth more than actual money in a certain country? Like somewhere in South America, the money currency they use in RuneScape is worth more than their cash dollars. Because, <laughs> you know, destabilization. All right. So 
we've watched both of these movies now. We've discussed a little bit about what makes, you know, a good, like what, when you're trying to make a movie for fans of the IP that you're using, whether it's, you know, whatever, whatever have you. There's tons of video game movies that are, that are sinners in this, in this aspect as well. You know, we have, uh, what's it like? Blood Rain was apparently like, was also terrible. Blood Rain. Yeah, do you remember Blood Rain? I remember the, the game. Late, late Lady Vampire. They thing? made a movie. Oh, yes, yeah. they made a movie. I remember watching that. I was too young to tell if it was good or not, though. <laughs> it's uh, who, who it's played, definitely who a movie. Who played the main girl? I don't know. I don't actually know off the top of my head. If it wasn't like if, an example, if it wasn't Mila Jovovich, I don't want to watch it. Right, well, she would be great for that, right? And then there's other things like she would have been great. I feel like a lot of people really like the Silent Hill movies as well. Yeah, that those that those did I love decently. Those yeah, they yeah. did very well. They're decent. Yeah. Silent Hill. What was the other one with the zombies? Uh, also had Mila Jovovich. Yeah, Resident Evil. Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. There we go. I loved yeah, all of those movies. I don't yeah. care how cheesy they were. Yeah, and they're I mean, awful. I only see, watched it to see her do cool action moves. No, Sam, <laughs> I was there for her. That's it. Yeah, but see, I think that there are examples that we have of like mainstream big big productions oh, yeah. that take the IP somewhat seriously and at least try to make give it to the fans so that the fans have something cool to watch. Oh yeah, Harry Potter, but fuck J.K. Rowling. <laughs> right. See, yeah, that's like Harry Potter did it pretty well. They did the books really well. It was a fun it was section like, of movies. Yeah. were really fun too because, yeah. like, in the menu they had games yeah, exactly. that you could play. That was mm-hmm. sort of like you know you just click left or right and click on a thing. It'll take you somewhere. But that was so fun to me as a kid. I was like, I get to play games on my DVD player. Yeah. What kind of cool? <laughs> this is the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the future is now. My goodness. Um, I don't know. I think we've kind of exhausted this topic at the t- moment. So I guess we'll go with final ratings at the moment. Would you guys give your final <laughs> ratings of these movies? Oh, this is going to be spicy. My feelings are going to be hurt. That's a spicy meatball. I'll give Dungeons and Dragons a 0. 0.2. <laughs> 0.2 simply because, like, there's a scene or two that is enjoyable and maybe think about D&D for a half second. I'll give the gamers a solid seven it was actually like it's not by any means groundbreaking in filmmaking terms but i enjoy the movie a lot and i will probably show my friends this movie it's a lot of heart that's just all it is it's a lot of heart put yeah. into it a lot of heart a lot of humor i think i'll give D a solid fuck i don't even know <laughs> like can i just give it like a half yeah i give it a half go for it point five because I mean, it's very rare that I don't make it through movies. And I, I just, I kind of, I was eating at the time and I think I lost my appetite a little bit. I had to switch it off for a sec. But the gamers, I really liked it, honestly. I thought it was really funny. It was enjoyable. And like, I was really bored watching it. And it was so low budget. It inspired me to make my own movie. It's like, they could do it. I could do it too. I'll give it like a, like a 6.5. Yeah. Oh man, Dungeons and Dragons! I'll give it a point one just because people had to work and actually yeah. make oh, that movie. Man. Like somebody had to wake up and be like, oh, "I got to go to the Dungeons and Dragons set and do this fucking movie." And it's I was like, like honey, "I feel bad for the lighting sure? crew for that one." <laughs> so it's just like we well, point one for the Dungeons and Dragons. I'll actually give the gamers like an eight because that sort of charisma for making a film like that will get you a really long way whenever you go to like festivals and things like that. People will really enjoy it and connect with that energy that comes through on the film. The reason why it's not higher is because if you had film students, you should have done better cinematography. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible cinematography. And like 
you could have done way cooler shots, but like there was some really good shots in it. If they had just like put that much attention to all of it, it would have made it really, really good. And then like, I think it probably would have had a little more popularity. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. I'll give it like a one because there are a couple generous. scenes. I know I'm being, I'm being generous, more generous than the rest. Of it. Cause you know, there are some people that put their careers on the line right, for yeah. this movie. <laughs> they, there are some people that definitely stepped up to the plate and tried, you know, you got Jeremy Irons tried, he tried really hard, you know, and that's, and that's, you know, and I got, you got to ask them from them and with $50 million, unexcusable, unexcusable yeah, with that budget shit. that you can't fucking make something decent or pay a good writer. I don't fucking know. When it comes to the gamers, though, it gets nostalgia points because it's like it's like in my heart, man. This is like, oh, this is like it's me when I was like younger and stuff. And it was like me like loving RPGs and just trying to have fun with my friends. And that was what it was. So I give the gamers like a solid eight. I'm going to go with John. I'll give it a solid eight. And I will agree the cinematography is bad. But I also have to say you have to give some leniency. Low-ass budget. Right. They probably didn't have all the equipment and everyone. A lot of things are also timed with stuff like this. Like, we only have so much time in the dorm room. We only have so much time here. I got to go to class in, like, 30 minutes. Can we speed this up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that they got a lot. Sometimes they got takes that they probably didn't like, but were like, we have to roll with it. We have no other option. I guess it's funny because it's bad. Cool sort of thing. And, yeah, so that's that's how I feel about it. Um, I also wanted to say some, like, if you wanted, like, an honorable mention for, like, some fun fantasy movies that are not Lord of the Rings and not Dungeons & Dragons, Willow is very, yeah, very fun. I Willow, Willow is a fun one. If you haven't seen, that's a, that's a, that's a very fun, like, fantasy movie. Oh, uh, what is it? The cartoon version of The Hobbit? Oh, yeah, the cartoon really version of The Hobbit good. is great. Like, the, what is it, like, the 70s one? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, like, old-school animation style, and it's really dark at some point. You're like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Like, no, those old, like, even, like, the, the old Lord of the Rings one, like, the animated Lord of the Rings is, like, really dark and creepy. Like, especially, like, they did a really good job at, like, getting those points down. It's just, it kind of sucks they just didn't get as much popularity yeah. at the time, for sure. Shout out to Heavy Metal. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Heavy Metal is dope. Yeah. Yep, heavy Metal is fun. Not Heavy Metal 2000, though. That's weird. But I liked the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I also want to say, like, if you're going to check out the gamers, or just the gamers, it is a 45-minute movie. It is a fast, like, thing. Yeah, it is not. It doesn't feel. It didn't feel long when I watched it. I was like, this is actually pretty well-paced. And the thing is, they, they continue to make content now to this day with those IPs, and they have... All kinds of stuff. We also recommend The Darkness Rising. Um, but also, just look on YouTube for, like, franchises that you care about, but short films. Because, like, I know Nuka Break, like, the Fallout series stuff. These are people that just have love for the games or, like, the Warhammer animation. I forget what that oh, one was called. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, I'm going to look it up really yeah, quick because it needs to be known the about. Po- the point being made is that people have love for franchises and if they have so much love for it they will make short films or short animations about it and sometimes i mean most of the time they're probably better than what big studios could pump out because those big studios aren't playing the games for 600 plus hours they're not grinding there they just they're trying to make a product and with that they're not trying to make a product they're just trying to make something that honors the thing that they love yeah, uh, Astartes is the name of the uh, Warhammer 40K short. Man, that's a good short. It's Well, it's v- like five parts, right? Yeah, but there's videos you can find on YouTube of it all in one. The other thing that should be noted about the gamers and Dorkness Rising and all these other things, it's all freely available on YouTube. 
you can go there and you can pick it up as well as their third their third like film that they did was um called the hands of fate which centers around uh trading card games so like magic the gathering pokemon things like that so that's uh also a pretty it's a fairly fun series i enjoyed that one also um, and, uh, yeah, but a star days is really cool as well. And this is just another example of like lower budget people just doing things because they love the IP and they want to make something that truly honors it in the way that the fans honor it themselves. Yeah. I think, I think that's where we, uh, where we call it quits now. Solid. Yeah. Go ahead Solid. and do the ending bit. Oh God. Ah, do the thing. Oh God. Got to dance. So, usually John does this part, but I'm doing it now. We're, so. we're doing hot potato every week. Hot potato every week. So, if you, if you, can't, if you can't find us, we're uh, you know, bringing down the grindhouse. We're pretty easy to find. We're on all the basic streaming services. You know, your Spotify, your fucking, I don't know, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. We've got, we're on a whole bunch of stuff. We even have a Patreon. If you feel like supporting us in that way, you get a little bit of extra content, some extra episodes. I cover some horror video games. John does some afterthoughts and posts our outlines and whatnot. So, yeah, you can find us on there. We're also on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. So, you know, and we recently had, like, some good conversations over uh, 50s horror uh, movie monsters that came up recently. That was very fun. And that was probably some of the bigger output that we've had. So we love that type of stuff. Um, Yeah, but thank you so much for uh, sitting through, coming out here, talking about these uh, nerdy-ass movies with me. And uh, have a good night. Happy birthday, Mitch. Happy birthday, Happy bitch. Birthday. <laughs> oh, you guys are so sweet. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you. And good night. The shadow. The shadow. The spot. The... <laughs> no, it's still recording. Go. It's still recording. Ah. The shadow. The shadow. The shadow. The shadow. <laughs> <laughs>